Also, by the way, I was kind of upset that you told that fucking incredible Cabo Wabo story and didn't have any of that be the cold open. Like, that absolutely should have been the cold open to the episode. you good day and salutations welcome to the bloodlines podcast your one-stop shop for horrifying gambling stories aggressively mediocre gambling advice on everything from french fly fishing to you know football i am your host brad kirschenbaum joined by the brother-in-law who has never seen an over that can't hit tyler hammock and supervised by our chia pet in the corner producey ali the syndrome man godfrey and we are brought to you by Mortensen Mortuary with four or five or four or yeah, four or five uh, locations in the tri-state area. Trusted for over 45 years to proudly bury everyone from the neighbor who won't return your power tools to that coworker who won't stop talking about their vaccination opinions. Use promo code blood at checkout for 15% off in a box of matches. That is B-L-O-O-D at checkout for 15% off in a box of Mortensen Mortuary matches. Mortensen Mortuary. You've been killing them and we've still been burying them since 1976. Family owned and operated. Member FDIC. And don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at Bloodlines Picks. If you have any punishment ideas, personal rants, or general questions for the panel, feel free to email us at the Bloodlines Podcast at gmail.com. We'll print them out, stick them in a folder, put them in a filing cabinet in somebody's basement, and uh, yeah, we'll just never read them. Uh, we're also going to be posting uh, the morning of each episode and drop all of our picks for you to track along, and most importantly, the updated results of the Bloodlines. Bloodline Super Contest. Uh, don't forget, we're also on Spotify, so search Bloodlines. That's two words. Bloodlines. Give us a follow and turn on notifications so you know when each new episodes are released. Uh, you'll ex- you expect to have two episodes a week, Tuesday nights, Thursday nights we record, so expect them by Wednesday and by Friday. And today's episode, we are going to have a little weekend wrap-up, some boom roasted. We're going to catch up with the gang, Caesar's Last Stand, Huck Pool Recap, and we're going to do some midweek picks. So let's Love it. start. I got to go, right. go back. I have a question, Tyler. Since you handle all of our sponsorships with Mortensen Mortuary, um, could, you, could, could you ask them next time, what the tri-state area of Nebraska is, I'd like to know exactly which which area I'm, I'm visualizing. I know you don't know that because you're working with them, but just whatever whatever they think it might be. Well, there there is an a, um, a a clause in in this this too much the inner workings of their business, just given the nature of burying all kinds of people, maybe killing some of them. Um, but yeah, you know, South Dakota, you're in Chicago, so we need to throw Illinois in there. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I randomly dropped uh, Paradise Valley reference a few episodes. So it's probably going to grow from, I don't know, at least a few, uh, um, at least a few states from the tri-state. 
Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. We don't really bury people in Chicago, though. It's more like cement boots in Lake Michigan. But uh, yeah, I, I, I've, been, I've been dying to know, like, is it just that little crux at the bottom of Nebraska where Kansas and Missouri and Iowa kind of all are near each other, but don't really totally intersect? I don't know. I'm just curious. So more than anything, it's it, th- this is the best part about advertising here is starting to branch out into that Chicago market as the killings are nonstop increasing with the Democrat in office as the mayor of Chicago. And it's going really well there. So if uh, the business can keep continue to expand, uh, what better market than the Chicago area? See, if there's one thing we have as a constant in Chicago, it doesn't matter if it's a Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Socialist, Communist. Um, we're just all commun- we're just we're just all killing <laughs> yeah. each other. All, all corrupt, all killing each other. It, it, it has literally nothing to do with political affiliation. Not at all. No. Nope. Um, but yeah, so they're growing. It's all good. People helping people. Powerful stuff. Love it. So uh, are we in boom roasted? Are we? Because I, I got I got I got thoughts. Dwight, you're a kiss ass. Boom roasted. Pam, you failed art school. Boom roasted. Meredith, you've slept with so many guys. You're starting to look like one. Boom roasted. Hey, if somebody's more prepared than I, feel free to jump ahead. Yeah. Um, So you know why Nebraska's punter kicked it left? Because our special teams is never right. Boom, roasted. The only way we could get fewer runs out of Matt Nagy is if he mainlined Metamucil. Boom, roasted. The last time the Irish cooked Wisconsin cheese this hot, it was at a twice-baked potato contest. Boom, roasted. And Tyler's commitment to his locks are looser than a freshman trying out BDSM for the first time. Boom, roasted. (laughs) <laughs> that's dark that one went dark um all right so detroit lions fans i'll be giving out discounted tickets on twitter at bloodlines picks to the newest hollywood sequel coming out this fall to a theater near you starring britney Sh- britney snow and dan campbell in just T- justin tucker must die Boom. Roasted. Detroit Lions fans. If Nebraska football can teach you anything, it's that losing an important game by a last second field goal time got added to the clock surely doesn't mentally or emotionally set your fan base and program back a decade or three. Boom. Roasted. Billy the Kid. No one has let the team down with more on the line since Bill Buckner let the ball roll between his legs in the 1986 World Series. Boom. Roasted. Billy the Kid. Do you feel included because I made a joke that was remotely relevant to the world that you grew up in? Boom. Roasted. Big Ben. For everyone's sake, please just follow the trend of the former retirees in your generation have set. Retire, install some hair implants, sell head and shoulders for men in some chunky soup, and tell corny jokes for two hours on Sunday before kickoff. Boom. Roasted. Big Ben, trust me. If anyone gets that the diet starts tomorrow, it's me. Boom. Roasted. I like that you put self-roast in there. I really, I like that. I make fun. I make fun of the left, make fun of the right, make fun of myself, make fun of you guys. That's how you got to do it. Yeah. You always always got to do that. Uh, I got one. A Chicago O-line. You do know that there is someone behind you when you snap the ball. Boom. Roasted. (laughs) Love it. All yours get more cringeworthy as we keep going, but I love it. It's a great addition to the boom roasted. Oh, man. Ollie's are very wholesome. Meanwhile, I'm going with sorority girl BDSM. So it's it's a nice range. Yeah. Ollie's just very pure. He's a very authentic and pure person. And uh, I I just love the the personality contrast here um, as we go through. I think that's perfect. Um, uh, Brad, I just have to ask. It sounds 
feels like I I made you laugh a little extra hard at the um, Billy the Kid jokes. Is that is that true? Always, always. Uh, I, I a because the first one you said, all I could think was like he's going to be so psyched that he's on the podcast, and then you referenced that he was going to be on the podcast, and now I know yeah. he's going to be extra excited. Yeah, but the thing is, so I, at first when we started recording, I was worried about how much we were going to talk about family, how much we were going to talk about him, how much we were going to like make fun of family to make sure we don't like hurt anyone's feelings. And then pretty much I realized your dad still has no idea how to download any of these episodes that he hasn't listened to any of them. So it's going to be at least a month and a half until he listens to this episode. So I kind of feel free getting this joke out and then we'll talk about it over Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think that's good. And then eventually, uh, you know, he can be like, hey, um, so I Googled BDSM and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. It'll be great. Yeah, it'll be fine. <clears throat> um, but yeah, well, I guess we can start right there with my second or my first joke of him, him letting us down in the hut pool. Well, we'll talk about the hut pool later, I guess. But um, so. Let's see. We can start with Justin Tucker. I made fun of the Lions a little bit. That game was absolute insanity. Did you guys watch at least see the highlight of how that game ended with Lamar Jackson throwing the ball out of bounds and then time being put back on the clock, essentially almost exactly like the 2009 championship? Oh, yeah. It was it was deja vu and traumatizing all over the place. Man, that kick was incredible. I mean, and I just immediately thought of when uh, Big Cat went to that game and went with the Detroit super fans and sat down after the tragic uh, Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary. This I I was thinking about this in the drive. I'm glad I remembered because I thought about this randomly the other day. The Packers annoy me on a multitude of levels, but the main one being just how spoiled their fan base is on the consistent success that they've had. And then on top of that. Is there any other division in football with three more tortured franchises and organizations than the NFC North in the Minnesota Vikings, Detroit Lions and Chicago Bears? But aren't they tortured because they've been in the division with the Packers for so long? Like, think about. No, they, there's this has not this game had nothing to do with the Packers. You know, the 99 NFC championship game when the Vikings missed the kick, Gary Anderson missed the kick. That wasn't the Packers. It's I understand your point of their uh, a core value to the pain that we feel on it on a year in and year out basis. Um, but the true tragic, the true tragic nature of how these three teams consistently lose consistently make mistakes make the same mistakes over and over again i just thought about that after that the lions lost i'm like the lions do this all the time and they're always three to five wins the bears are always going to be six to eight wins vikings will be eight to ten wins and then packers will just always win the division yeah I mean, it's but that's what I'm saying is those other losses like the Vikings lost in 99 wouldn't feel as bad if they had a chance of success in any other year. It's like this is our shot. Yeah. This is the opening. This was this was the one. And then they look at it. and OK, well, you know, maybe gosh, maybe Brett Favre, who just kicked our ass up the field and down the other for the last 10 years. Maybe he'll come play for us in 10 years and then maybe we'll have a shot at a Super Bowl and then maybe he'll throw it across his body and get intercepted in one of the dumbest plays in history. I mean, it's all. It all ties back to it. Speaking of real quick, I can't remember who I was talking to about this. What do you think 
So let's talk about Aaron Rodgers' potential destinations next year. Denver, obviously, is going to be pretty high on that list. Kind of seems like Carr's playing his way into people's hearts in Vegas. Maybe that destination's off there. Consider this. What if he does exactly what Brett Favre does and goes to the Vikings? It's the last year of Kirk Cousins' contract. They have Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, one more year of Adam Thielen, a defense that needs another year before they're back up to championship level. They're a good defense again. Danil Hunter's back healthy. That's huge for the Vikings. Could you fucking imagine, Brad, if he does the same thing and goes to the Vikings and goes and like wins a championship? I'm processing. I I, <laughs> I couldn't tell I mean, if we lagged or if that was too no, crazy. I'm just I'm just trying to process. I just I don't think he would do that because I think he really loves the fans of Green Bay. And I think that he cares about his legacy there and wants to be respected by them. And he could go anywhere else but the NFC North and his legacy is secure. But if he goes to the Bears, the Vikings or the Lions and the Lions, I think, are also a real possibility that nobody's talking about because Jared Goff ain't it. And if he does one of those things then he'll always be hated. But if he goes anywhere else, literally anywhere else, the people always be like, hey, thanks for the memories, Aaron. I think that eventually Packers fans were like kind of cool with Favre, but I really think him going and playing for the Vikings and doing the roundabout thing where he went to the Jets and then he went to the Vikings to to circumvent the non-compete clause or whatever the hell they were calling it. I really think that that soured people on Favre just a little bit. And we have a large uh, Green Bay fan base and uh, contingency here that listen, including our producer, Ali. Uh, Ali, how do you feel about Favre relative to uh, his his time in Green Bay versus when he went to the Vikings? Uh, I mean, I, I, I pretty much just wash out the – I just black out, block out the Vikings and his yeah. switch. I don't really like think would too much you, on that. Honestly, would you be mad at him? Uh, I don't know if "mad's" the right way to put it. How would you feel about him doing the same thing that Favre did, going to either the? By the way, the first thing I'm going to say, Brad, uh, Jared Goff is. You know, he's not the answer, but he's capable for what the Lions need for two or three years. So I think they're just fine with him. For no, no, he's he's going to be um, do a very good job of losing for them. I agree. Yeah, just just literally, yeah. Fun losing. Just just good enough to win three or four games for two years until they get a solution. Um, But let's stick with the Vikings. Stick with my hypothetical analogy here. How would you feel if he went and played the next two years like what Tom Brady's doing down in Tampa? What if Aaron Rodgers did that to the Vikings? Would that tarnish as well as Tom Brady or did he really do what Favre did when he went to the Vikings? Let's just say he does what all Packer quarterbacks do. He goes to the NFC Championship game and loses. And shit, little sloppy seconds by the Vikings. It's just. But how would you feel about Rodgers? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think honestly, they'd get over it. Honestly, I get it because it's a fucking business. I was just. I think more and more I in 2021, more fans accept the fact that it's a business. There's a little bit less emotional ties. Hell, I supported the New York Islanders more than I supported the Blackhawks last year because I have a friend who works for the team and I was genuinely like a diehard Islander fan in the postseason. I think we just get to the point where we realize these are businesses. And when you realize that there's some of the same idiots running it, maybe you can compartmentalize it. Um, It sounds like you can. And I think most Packer fans would be able to. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're always going to root for your teams, but you're also going to root to where you kind of have connections. And, and uh, honestly, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So, yeah, I think, I think it'd be pretty cool. 
I think it would be pretty cool, honestly, if he went to the Vikings, but we can move on from that. Um, casual talk. I'm 3-0 and on my NFL Thursday night picks. I went 11-2 and in NFL last week, 7-2 and this week. I'm feeling pretty dang good. Ollie hammered his locks. Brad had another 3-1 and week. The whole freaking pod is giving out winners. Fade I just the have to- pod. Fade yeah. the pod. We're regressing. At some no, point in time, it's no, going to happen. No, no. Well, eventually, don't fade us yet. I'm still feeling good. If you want to be faded, go ahead. Don't fade me. I have all the confidence in the world. I'm feeling fine. If you if you're starting to question your picks, that's one thing. I have. I'm still feeling okay. But I wanted to shed at least a little bit of positivity before we briefly touch on um, the Nebraska collapse. Maybe the Bears collapse quick. I don't really care to talk about it anymore. But the Bears didn't. We don't need to talk about the Bears. The the, the Bears didn't no. collapse. The Bears. No. Just they showed up. They had no, they had they no pants on before the game even started. Yeah, this was that wasn't a collapse. It's not worth discussing. It's like it was somebody called it malpractice at one point. I think that I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah, that was the guy with the last name that starts with an O that I literally just don't even want to grace his name on this podcast. because I'm so annoyed at how he acts on TV. But yes, continue with your opinion on how the Husker game went. Uh, the Husker game, uh, the the sole reason Nebraska lost this game is because of Jonathan Hiram Hines. Um, and that is not a joke. He texted me with, I don't know, however much time was on the clock right before we punted. And he said, how about that call Brad, Brad made about the Nebraska covering? I mean, that looks that looks great right now. And I texted him as that punt was in the air. And I said, John, don't say it. And the reason I know this is his fault, because it's karmic payback, because I texted John, don't worry, you guys are fine. Right before Michigan State blocked that punt against Michigan five or six years ago, you know, the, whoa, he has trouble with the snap oh, punt? Yeah. yeah. That was my fault. I did that. And so this was our karmic payback. This loss is my fault because John unintentionally paid me back for this. As Michigan State, same team, ran back a punt for the touchdown to yeah. tie the game. And at that point, it's just kind of it's just kind of over. So I apologize to Husker Nation. I apologize to all of us. We still got the cover. Uh, I don't totally understand how we covered that because we should have lost the cover like four times in overtime. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, but it, I guess it, it was the least of the all the terrible options. It was the least terrible option. Uh, so, again, that's that's my apologies. Uh, it's not John's fault. We're just we're just even now. So uh, maybe they'll yeah, restore that- some balance. Yeah, that's definitely an eerie coincidence. Uh, I accept your apology. Um, although I wish somebody else would maybe apologize to Husker Nation other than you, who has a little, little bit more responsibility with the team, but that's neither here nor there. Um, God, that was, that was. Are you hoping cool. for an apology from our special teams coordinator that doesn't exist? Boom, roasted. <laughs> um, yeah, man, what a decision. I, I don't know. I just. So I told Anna before the game started that. If we lost this game or at least like embarrassed ourselves, then I did not want to go to the Michigan game in a couple of weeks. I want to go to the Iowa Penn State game. Um, I've never been to Kinnick Stadium. Um, it's going to be number four versus number five, barring the two teams hold hold uh, hold serve this weekend, which we'll talk about here in a bit with Friday having or Iowa having the Friday game. Um I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just kind of done, checked out. Both teams broke my heart. I could not have been more excited going into this weekend or brokenhearted afterwards. I'm just thanking God that uh, I picked a bunch of winners and gave out um, wins because I had a couple people text me saying how much we made them this weekend from the parlays that they took of all three of our picks. So thank you to everybody that sent me that text because that really made up for the Bears breaking my heart and the Huskers breaking my heart. 
Um, uh, I would like to propose a recurring segment as well. Uh, this is one of my uh, two casual talks. Um, is this loss a top three loss of the Scott Frost era? This is going to be a recurring segment. We're just going to rate the yeah. best losses because there's not. Um, so what was the first one that you brought this up on? Is this a top three loss? Oklahoma. 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 Was it Oklahoma? I think the, the, the best loss yeah, of the Scott yeah. Frost era is, is, Oklahoma, is Ohio State in, in his first year when we were really kind of starting to turn it on a little bit. And we, we yeah. took him to the wire really tight. Adrian game. played great. Yeah, we looked we looked really good. I think I think the second best loss is I think it's probably um, you could actually make an argument for one of those Iowa losses that we've had because I don't think Oklahoma is very good this year. Um, so Brad, Brad, I'll ask you, what did you feel a little bit higher about the Ohio State game when Adrian played pretty well at the end of that game or after Luke McCaffrey's 80-yard uh, run on the first play of the game last year? Oh, I what felt better after the Ohio State game. The, the, the uh, Adrian good game because Luke McCaffrey's big Dude, run, I was like, okay, well, we – Yeah, it was a complete game. McCaffrey's big run – We'd seen even the year before when we came out in like the I formation and started doing crazy stuff. And it looked like we might have a shot against Ohio State for a second because it was hyped up. It was game day. And then uh, why can't I think of the was it Okuda, the defensive back? He made that ridiculous interception. Like, okay, well, this game's over. Uh, (laughs) And that's what I then that tainted my feelings about McCaffrey the following year, because like we don't we can't compete with these guys. But that first year, it seemed like we could. Uh, And so I felt really good about that. Yeah, that second year I was at that game and my our seats looked down about the 40-yard line, 35, 40-yard line a little bit. Um, and it just happened to be right where the game had started. And the right at the snap, um, I remember, I'll never forget this first drive. I think they only had to run the ball like four, seven or eight times. Um, they ran the ball, Ohio State ran the ball every single play on that drive for a touchdown. And the second the ball was snapped, that offensive line had gained four or five yards almost by the time the running back had hit the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. That's how much better their offensive line was than us. I'll never forget it. It was the most really eye-opening at the beginning of the game. All of the juices should be flowing for those Nebraska kids to at least put a little bit of a fight in them. And it was a pure uh, uh, demolination from the first second. Demolition. Anyway. Huh? Demolition? Yeah, sure. What did I say? Demolination? Demolination. It was like a hybrid of <laughs> and, and, and abominations. Demolition? Uh, I don't know which one you were going for there. It sounds it sounds possible. But, uh, yeah. Ooh, brothers, yes. Thank you, Barney. I met your mother people out there. Thank you. I, right, I, nice. well, I just Googled demolination, and you, that's not a word. But uh, de- de- I think de- demolinating yeah. is. Demulinating <laughs> is a word, and that is a damage to a sheath that protects the nerve fibers in your brain. So that must be what you meant, because that was very brain damaging. That's ex- that's exactly what I meant. Um, yikes. Yeah, let's just move on. Um, insane cover by the Dolphins on the stinky line. We caught that one for everybody. Um, Chiefs in last place in the division. Kind of wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. That is wild. I think it's going to be a really tough division. Uh, I do not think they will finish in last place. Um it's, you know, it's three games. This is, I, I always like to say, this is the equivalent of going, you know, one and two in November. They just happen to go one and two in September. Um, I yeah. think they're, I think they're still going to be fine. Their offensive line is not okay though. Uh, and I do yeah. not think that they can be considered a Super Bowl front runner at this point. No, not front runner. They'll still make the playoffs. They're, I would say they're still at risk to maybe not win the division though, with how good the chargers and 
Maybe didn't the Raiders you, are. I'd say more Chargers. Did you make a futures bet at some point about the Chargers making the playoffs? I do. I was going to bring this up. Well, that's it. That was one of my futures. Yes, that the Chargers would be one of the. But that actually could come back and bite me in the ass if they win the division. Because um, I made that they'd be one of the wild card teams. Because I was so confident the Chiefs were going to win the division. But mm-hmm. I also I also put a future down every year on. I think I've explained this before. Um, I try to predict every team that's going to win the division, their division. So it's like an eight team parlay, essentially. Um, And I did two of them this year. And one of them was kind of my quote unquote upset one. And that had the Cardinals, the Vikings and the Chargers all winning with a good amount of favorites. Um, It pays like 300 grand if it hits. I'm like a $25 bet. So love um, that. We'll see. We'll we'll keep people posted if that one ever hits. And then dinner's uh, on Tyler. Yeah, and then we'll we'll all go hit a McDonald's on me after uh, after we record. Um, real quick, and then I'll we'll kind of skip my last ones. Brad, we can talk about yours. Let's just talk baseball real quick. The Yankees swept the Red Sox at Fenway. Um, did anybody see the ending of the third game and how the Yankees came back? Were you guys watching it? Nope. That was Brad, uh, was that the game where they um, the they got your like, pop flies? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think it actually was the same game. Um, yeah, they dropped two pop flies, and then um, the the main thing I'm talking about is the, the end. And it was when the uh, Red Sox were pitching. There was a a call dropped strike three, not even strike three, just a drop. Um, so it, it was strike three. The guy swung through it. Um, the catcher, it, it was he definitely caught it, and as he was transitioning the ball from his glove oh, to yeah, his yeah, hand, yeah, 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 out, and the ump called it like a, uh, a foul ball essentially because the, the batter to the catcher didn't catch it. Yeah. The catcher to be a strikeout. It's an awful, brutal call. Um, just a few inches earlier, he had called the pitch a few inches outside. It was terrible. And then the very next pitch after that muffed drop third strike call, um, I believe it was judge even um, hit like a two or three run home run. John Carlos Stanton went back to back like the very next batter. It was just a very demoralizing, what, uh, demoralizing, um, yeah, yeah, demoralizing, um, ending to that series. Got me really excited to uh, watch some playoff baseball. And the Cardinals are going for 17 straight tonight in another crazy baseball story. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's just going to be, it's going to be an awesome last week of the season. The, the wild card race is going to be fantastic in every division kind of low key pulling for the Mariners to get that second wild card spot in the AL. That'd be super fun to see their team. I, I was at a soft spot for the Mariners ever since the nineties. So it, it'd be fun. Um, and it, it's fun. It's great. You bring them up. So the Mariners, the blue Jays, the Red Sox and the Yankees are all within two and a half games for the last two spots of the AL. Um, um, and today, season. So, what? This series that they're in, and then a weekend series, and then we're playoff time. So, going to be some really, really fun weekend baseball sets to watch. What about yeah. gambling? Uh, so, uh, we have recently we have a side uh, side text thread. Uh, some of my buddies and I do that. I'd like to get you guys on. Uh, I don't know. We don't actually text as much as the emails that you were complaining about before, but they, uh, one of my buddies, Greg is a big, big Russian hockey gambling fan. And he'll send these Russian league games out for us to, for us to bet on. 
at like seven o'clock in the morning and there's nothing quite like getting into your workday at 830 and you got money on some game over in Kiev mm -hmm. and it's two teams you can't pronounce and you're just you're cheering for an over of like seven and a half. But the most interesting thing was he told me about this thing that they do at between each period called Russian gas. Are you familiar with this? I am not, but I'm excited to learn. So I really want to have Greg on to talk about this at some point in time. But Russian gas is essentially uh, some sort of illegal performance enhancing drug that all the players get in between halves that like you can or in between periods that you absolutely cannot use in the NHL and the Olympics, anything like that. Like this is just some sort of straight Russian lab nonsense that they are pulling out there. And it is apparently like you bet on like the first five minutes of these halves, And that's when all the scoring happens because they're all hopped up on <laughs> God knows what. Like they're absolutely out of their minds. They've recovered. They've just mainlined some sort of doping thing. Uh, it's yeah. fascinating. Uh, have so, you ever have you ever heard about? Sorry, go ahead. Finish your comment here. No, that's it. That's that, that's all I got. Bet bet Russian league hockey first five minutes of each period. Got it. Um, have you ever heard about how Putin, um, one of the things that he does as a just ridiculous dictator um, is that he um, he'll like buy out a rink in Russia and pay oh, yeah. for a bunch of people to come and be fans and basically play against him and let him score like 12 goals a game. Uh, yes, uh, it is the same thing as the Kim Jong-un, you know, 18 hole in one round. Oh, I haven't heard about that one. Kim Jong-un like Jong had a hole in one round. Uh, yeah, that sounds I mean, the differences between Kim Jong-un and Donald Trump are, uh, are minimal when you really break it down. So it uh, makes sense. Correct. Um, so, yeah, uh, I have heard about that. And there's highlights of it. They played it on ESPN one time. And it's like, don't give this don't give this in the yeah, air. This, this this guy. All kinds of ridiculous. I've listened to quite a few podcasts on uh, Russian conspiracy theories. So if we ever want to do a side spinoff, I'm very open for that. That could um, be an offseason thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All kinds of all kinds. Of, every, that's when people should really look forward to listening to this is when we don't have all of these picks and football and crazy things to talk about. The weird things that our brains are going to come up with. Yikes. I'm 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 really worried. It's gonna about, get uh, yeah, it's going to get really weird. Those family those family get togethers and Friendsgivings are going to get really strange when I'm just seeing people and I'm like, shit. Yeah, I really uh, dove into that crazy JFK can conspiracy theory a little bit farther than I should have. And um, I, I have friends that are really concerned about my, my mental health. Um, but speaking of my concerns with mental health, I unfortunately gave out the Bears as another pick this week. So for my Caesars last stand, I'm just apologizing that I gave out the Bears. That was my fault. I know Nagy's an idiot. That was way too dumb. Um, but hopefully everyone can forgive me that because we've made some money and um, yeah, so Caesar's last stand. I'm an idiot. I, I don't think that you I should be able to bet on the Bears. I don't think you can evaluate them objectively. I think that we should ban you from betting on the Bears. Or like, you know how fan, you know how they like limit you in Chicago. You can't bet on yeah. like Illinois basketball or the Chicago Bears. I would love it if I can make the setting in my like bookies app or my FanDuel app or whatever I'm using to just say, do not let this guy bet on the Chicago Bears. Because um, I, I was telling this, I went seven and two this weekend and I only ended up like a fraction up because I put more on the Bears like an idiot. Um, but yeah, thank God everything else hit. So still sitting pretty. Yeah. And um, I mean, 
I don't even know what to defend about Wisconsin. I thought that they were going to keep that game tight and then they were going to win by seven and it was going to be close. Graham Mertz is an unmitigated disaster. He needs to be benched. He needs to be sent back to Camp Randall and just taught how to hold a football. He is honestly one of the worst five-star quarterbacks I've ever seen in my entire life. But I did hear an interesting thing today that uh, was articulated better than the point that I was going to make on this. And it was Graham Mertz is too good to be quarterback at Wisconsin. The whole point of their entire offense is to have a quarterback that manages things, doesn't take risks and just plays within the offense. Mertz knows how good he is. And like he has the arm talent and the physical tools to be able to make some of these throws that no Wisconsin quarterback's ever been able to have, which you think would be good, but it defeats the entire predication of the offense, which is just don't make mistakes, just run the ball and eventually wear people down. Mertz is just, he's too good. You cannot have a great quarterback at Wisconsin. You just need to have a good quarterback at Wisconsin. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I mean, Brad, you could have been perfect in your locks if you had just listened to my argument that it was touchdown good. Jesus. doesn't matter that <laughs> fucking Camp Randall or Soldier Field or wherever the fuck Wisconsin wants to play. Yeah. Wasn't going to let it happen. It's in the in the way that you uh, that I banned Tyler from betting on. um uh, on the Bears, I, I really don't like Notre Dame very much at all. I've never had any good experiences with their fans here. And I think that there was a little bit of that. I was actually going to uh, consider locking up uh, Cincinnati is one of my picks. But I'm like, no, I think I'm doing that because I just I, I can never see Notre Dame as anything but overrated. And it's just not an objective. Uh, Man, Brad, maybe you should maybe you should add that because I put Notre Dame as one of my locks for this weekend because that's my like what the hell is Vegas thinking line. And I was like, oh, I, 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 so maybe we might have to go against each other because I think Notre Dame's going to take care of business there, which I originally loved Desmond Ritter coming into the season. I thought this was a game I would circle to hammer Cincinnati on. But the line just seems a little weird. Um, I think it's like two or like two and a half. It's, it's three. Most of the public money's on Notre Dame. And everybody always bets Notre Dame anyway. So it's, it's hard to read that. Yeah. Let's, um, let's talk about something positive here. Let's talk about that Hup pool. How about that Hup pool? How about that Hup pool? I'll tell you what. There is nothing better than going into the – Monday night game, knowing at worst we're tying for first place in the week. I mean, that is that is amazing. Like that is as good as you can ask for. Now, it would have been better if we'd had the Eagles as our pick Mm -hmm. because then excuse me, the Cowboys as our pick. Yeah. uh, So then we would have gone six and oh and we would have probably won. I don't know, five hundred, six hundred bucks instead. Um, If Bill would have just listened to me because the Cowboys were one of my locks this week. Or last well, week. Uh, unfortunately, but, yes. Not. So just to give everybody real quick, Brad, just to give everybody a little bit of context here. Um, so this was week three of the Hup pool. We have not been doing so hot. We're this climbing week, the ladder. We had the Packers, Dolphins. Yeah, Packers, Dolphins, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Nebraska. Um, that all covered pretty easily. I won't say the Dolphins covered easily. That was a stinky one um, that really needed a miracle at the end, but it was so exciting to watch because we were on the right side of it and just expected Vegas to be right. Um, But we needed Billy the Kid 
in his second, his last pick, which was the Eagles on Monday Night Football to the complete the six and a week and win the big prize pool. Um, but yeah, like Brad said, we're still going to tie for first with Jano, that guy who was in first. He went he went five and one with us because he had Philly as well. Um, God, I called it with the Cowboys too. I said it was going to be a blowout. Cowboys are going to prove they're the class of the division. Son of a gun. You, well, I have no idea what you were what you were picking at that point because Holly can attest to this. I, I, you, you were, your brain was in a thousand different directions last night. You're like, can I change my lock? You know, I can do this. The game hasn't kicked off yet. Maybe I think it's the Eagles. Maybe I think it's the Cowboys. I don't even know where you settled. Like, I don't even know what you wanted at the end of that. I think it was the Cowboys. No, you know what it's settled because it was your idea. So let's not over dramatize the situation at all. Because Ollie, one, Ollie, was that ah, not confusing? No, 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 ah, was that not confusing? No, 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 stop. No, stop. Because the whole purpose of what I was doing was being a a positive, positive vibe only co-host and son-in-law to support Bill's pick. I wanted to ride with him. So what I asked of, of these two gentlemen, they're going to start complaining and try to concoct some stupid conspiracy theory about how I made the mistake here by trying to be the upstanding gentleman that I am and supporting my father-in-law's pick with the Eagles. I cashed out a parlay that I had that ended with the Cowboys money line. And I was like, you know what, guys, I want to be all fly Eagles fly and supporting Bill. Let's go six and oh. So if you two are going to try to come in and attack me for trying to be positive vibes only and take the Cowboys off of my card, even though I was dead right. This worked out in your favor because it was just another lock that I got right that is now not on my card. So anyway, let's hear your complaining. Ali, is this four weeks in a row now where he's tried to like try to switch a pick? Three yeah, or four. No, see, this is I'm, and, <laughs> the real ones. No. I'm going to keep, like, you know, part of my take has, like, our AWLs. We have the real ones. Not, the real not a ones that have been, podcast. The real ones that have been listening. The real ones that have been listening know the truth. And that's why when I said last week, if you have a moral compass, take my picks. Guess what? I had the best picks. Continue following this guy because this guy lives with a moral compass. And these other two guys are just here to fuel me up and build up content. And I'm not going to accept it. No, which is fine. But it still does not negate the fact that you are go- trying to go back on some of your lives. <laughs> it, is, it is on record. These, these podcasts are recorded. We can go back. I'm not, no, 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 no. But what, no, we're not going to. But what I'm saying is it, it just you can, you, know, you can come at it with however you want to spin it, but it's, you're making your lock on Thursday. I you, really, make, you, you take your picks. You make your locks. I really wish we didn't decide to. In the weekend, there. you always. You've always come into the group chat and say, no, oh, no, can I do this? Can I do that? What about this? What about no. that? Okay, well, I'm sorry for trying to be <laughs> pro-team, support support the group, whatever. Let's just move on. I'm getting frustrated. I'm mad that we decided to record in person tonight, Ollie. I wish we were not together. Um, uh, Tyler, okay. what's your middle initial? W? W-G. Does it stand for waffle? Sure. Waffle flip flop because I flip flop and go back and forth. Nice. Yeah, I was a political science major. I understand that. So let's talk about some midweek picks. Like I said, I have not given out a single loser on Thursday night football games for the full game. I did miss the first half last week. But as we look, oh, this isn't the right one. I'm going to go get my other one for notes for today. Um, So that's not the right games either. Brad, you talk about your midweek picks. All right. So I got one futures, first of all. 
Uh, futures, I, I, I wanted to do this earlier um, last week. I, I, I thought about it like Friday or Saturday and then was like, this is going to change. And of course it did because he had another big game. But uh, I'm still hopping on the bandwagon. I like Jamar Chase for Rookie of the Year, uh, plus 500 Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, I think he was plus 1,000 last week when uh, when I was first thinking about this. But I don't think that any of these quarterbacks right now, like the Jets are going to lose every single game. And the Jacksonville Jaguars look real bad and they're going to lose a lot of games and the Bears are going to lose a lot of games. And I don't think Mac Jones is going to put up the numbers that he would need to to win rookie of the year. Jamar Chase is putting up numbers right now and the Bengals are not horrendous. He's going to put up some real, real big numbers. And I feel dumb for listening to all of the. Yeah, yeah, he's dropping the ball in practice and this is going to be a huge problem for him. uh, Chatter before the season. It's like this guy hadn't played football in a year. Of course, he's not used to catching live, you know, live footballs with contact and everything. But otherwise, he's an incredible receiver. Uh, I like Jamar Chase 500 plus 500 for offensive rookie of the year. I I don't see anybody else who's going to challenge him right now uh, just because I, I can't see a team who goes three and 14 having their quarterback win offensive rookie of the year, which would be your, you know, kind of your default option. Uh, so I, I, I like Chase. Um, I've also got. Congrats. I just want to reiterate that because I fucking love that pick. That is plus 500 right now. Yeah. Every, every theory that you just gave on those quarterbacks makes absolute sense because they're all on shit teams, especially the Bears. But in one, I just this hurts even more because I tried to trade with Bartek like three times to get Jamar Chase a couple of weeks ago, included with the Justin Fields trade. Um, and I just didn't get it done and hating myself now. Um, but this is Jamar Chase's stat line. It's incredible. Incredible. So five receptions, 101 yards, one touchdown, um, two receptions, 54 yards, touchdown, four receptions, 65 yards, two touchdowns. He has four touchdowns and almost 220 yards in three weeks. Not to mention the fact that rookie of the year and MVP, those are all narrative awards. And totally. people are going to love the idea of like, oh, well, he came back to his college quarterback and look at him. He's yep. rejuvenated and blah, 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 blah. And yeah, it's just going to be it's going to be incredible. Great pick. Um, I like, uh, you know, because I like to get these early week games. I have no feel for the Thursday night NFL game this week. I have no clue uh, about what's going to happen just, there. Do you want me to just tell you what it's, what's going to happen? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You want to do that? That's fine. Sure. I, do, I got a screen, screen pulled up. It's one of, one of my locks of the weekend, actually. Bengals, baby. Bengals minus eight and a half. They're going to fucking destroy the Jaguars. This is one of those don't overthink it lines to me. The the Bengals are going to win this game by 31 to 10, if not more, um, for reasons you just said about how Jamar Chase and um, Joe Burrow are connecting. It is looking it's so much fun to watch. I called them winning against Steelers this weekend. You're welcome, Kelly. Um, Can I be a can I be can I be a pain in the ass on your pick? You've Only on one thing. They asked the whole episode. I don't know why you'd stop now. I thank God. You know, somebody's got to keep you in check. Um, I can't see another NFL game that has more public money on it than the uh, Bengals. Go ahead. That's fine. It's still right. No, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just I, I like the pick. I agree with you 100 percent. I think the Bengals are going to win that game by 20. But uh, I yeah. And, 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 and the Jamar Chase line is going to get even worse. It will. 
now. And also the reason being, too, in my mind, the Jaguars just had their kind of let's get lucky home game this weekend against the Cardinals Mm -hmm. when I even gave out that I think they were a seven and a half or eight and a half point line and they covered no problem, even when everything went the Jaguars way in the first half in terms of like, I think they had a pick six, Um, literally everything went their way at home. Now it's on a short week. You're telling me that on a short week that Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence are going to be able to get prepared. And I, I, I'm not saying that even though he's a Nebraska alum, that the um, Bengals guy, who am I thinking of? Um, Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor, thank you. Um, that he's that much better, but I do think he at least has a year under his belt and will get that team uh, ready on a short week much better than Urban yep. Meyer will. I'm with you. I will be betting that. It's just uh, I, yeah. I don't I, – my NFL is all off. I'm all backwards right now. Uh, I like so Tulsa before, minus four. Before, against before we move, before we, oh, sorry, Brad. Before we move on to that, uh, let me just interject with with <laughs> my uh, midweek pick, just because it falls in line with that. Because I am taking the Jags. <laughs> oh uh, yes, seven, I yes. am taking the Jags seven and a half. Uh, Give me some of touch, that. Touch, touchdown, Jesus, going down yeah, to Jacksonville. Jesus, man, we're getting a little little southern, little southern Jesus. Yeah. Um, I I, I do not have <laughs> sexual relations with Urban Meyer. <laughs> I, I do think in the short week they are going to – hey, they may not figure it all out, but I think they're going to get enough just to, to squeeze out this win against the Bengals. So, I get your um, theory. Like yeah. Brad said, public – going against the public's usually smart. So. Yeah. So, you guys, uh, you guys want to do a little side bet on this? Sure. What do you want to do? I say one person has to go to a concert at the waiting room by themselves – that the oh, other a, person buys the tickets of. That's a that's a big side bet. I was saying like, you guys buy <laughs> side bet. Like, I was, yeah. was going to say like, can you get what were you thinking? <laughs> uh, I was actually going to ask what you guys are planning on doing this weekend, and if it like intertwined in some way, then we could build off of that. Um, I'm going to be sitting on my couch watching football, so I'll be at a uh, house. On. Oh shit! Well, as Ollie experienced today, haunted houses are not my forte. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a jumpy guy. Um, yeah, we'll think about this, but I, I would just say bet a beer. I'm a big fan of betting a beer. Betting a beer? <laughs> yeah, just bet a beer. I, I like the I like the idea of public torture, but just like I don't know. I guess yeah. we'll we'll put that put that one in the back pocket. When when Anna asks you to empty the dishwasher, are you just like, yeah, but you have to go sit at a street corner in the freezing cold for four hours? <laughs> Uh, she she has told me recently that I should just go back and uh, become a lawyer because I'm just getting way too good at arguing. Um, I guess I would say way too good. That's going to start another argument. Um, no, that's not at all how I mean. As, as, as somebody um, who went to a year of law school, I highly recommend not going to law school. <laughs> I will not be. Uh, uh, and my second one, let me just say my last one real quick. Yeah, Iowa yeah. Friday. Iowa Friday minus three and a half against Maryland. I like that one. Sure. Uh, well, we're going to we're going to disagree on that one, um, but we'll get to that uh, eventually. I, I like Tulsa minus four uh, against Houston, Houston kind of, you know, just an off the beaten path game. It's going to be on uh, really no other reason other than uh, I, I think Houston still has a little more name brand recognition and just isn't good enough to do anything this year. Uh, there's you know, there's there's no normal public. This is going to be a very small play, but it's it's just it's a Friday night game, Friday night football. Always good. Uh, then my last one, like Utah State plus seven and a half against BYU. BYU's been getting a ton of love this week. Everybody's been saying, oh, well, you're staying up late to watch the BYU games. You got to stay up late to watch the BYU games. And 
I think they're a good team, but I think that Utah State's going to cover this. Line opened at nine. It's all the way down to uh, seven and a half, I think. Um, 89% of the public money is on BYU, and that is uh, an astronomical amount. So I think Utah State's going to find a way here uh, and, uh, and, and keep this close. I don't think they're going to win, but I think they're going to keep it tight at home. Don't have really too much to go against you on. I feel like I've been a little bit too supportive of you after the recent criticism that I've gone trying to be a supportive co-host here. Um, but my only comment would be on Utah State. That was one of my absolute favorite gambling seasons ever was Jordan Love's senior year. Oh, I, started yeah. watch, I started watching Utah State his junior year um, and like realizing how insanely good and like dynamic this guy was. And I hammered Utah State in the overs almost all year. And then and then Larry, the flip side, I think the very next year, no, two years later, three years later with um, Zach Wilson and BYU. I was luckily a little early on that one, too. But um, cool. I'm looking forward to watching the Utes and seeing if they can put up the fight. Did you know? Uh, did you know that BYU and Baylor play in the middle of October? BYU and Baylor. Well, they're going to be uh, in the same continent. Nope, that BYU is still in the Pac-12. There you go, Tyler. They will uh, eventually be. Yeah. Are they anyway. one of the teams going? Yeah, BYU is going. BYU, Cincy, UCF, okay. and Houston. That's what I meant. Okay, that is what, kind of what I was getting to. Okay, yeah. nice. No, I did not know that. Is that a Jerry World? Oh, God. <laughs> if it is, it's going to be terrible. Uh, no, it looks like it is at Baylor. Thanks. Right. Let's see how it goes. Maybe I'll go down there instead of the Husker game. Yeah, and every time you go to Waco, you got to do it. I've been to Waco before. It's a nice little Christian community. Yeah, the Branch Davidians did some nice things down there, I hear. <laughs> David Crowder bands from uh, Waco. Yeah. Um, Ali, Ali, no, do you want to bring us home Dave here? Matthews. Yes. Okay, uh, Justin Tucker hit the 66-yard field goal. Mm-hmm. Who held that previous record? I think it was still Justin Tucker. Tucker. But, like, at, like, 62. It was not. So no. It was Matt Prater. Oh, Matt Prater. 64 yards. Okay. Which. Also a lines kicker. A couple of things here. So, he hit that in 2013 uh, when he was playing for the Broncos. Oh. And he hit that in Denver. In December. So that's, you know, the air is thinner. It's mm-hmm. mile high and it's colder out. So the air, you know, the air is even that much, even that much thinner. Yeah. So how much thinner? Much thinner. <laughs> <laughs> a few units thinner. So to go from six, like a, like a Brad gambling unit or an Ollie gambling unit? Uh, uh, Ollie gambling. <laughs> uh, I, what's is, an Ollie gambling unit? Is that, is, is that a big number? Because a Brad gambling unit is a small number. It's it's more than you can afford, pal. <laughs> so, Probably. <laughs> uh, shout out Fast and the Furious, um, which is I think is just very impressive. Now I love this, all of now this. Just now this now this Tucker one was in at Ford Field, which is an indoor stadium, mm-hmm. so you don't have the elements around you. Still, nevertheless, very impressive either way. But I thought that was pretty uh, pretty interesting. The Ollie guy, the science guy. <laughs> Guy, the science guy. That's right. Uh, and lastly, I we didn't talk about this, but I saw Tyler. You had this on on the rundown here that the main guy from Cheers, his son is Jason Sudeikis, uh, uh, his nephew. So, well, that's our show. That's <laughs> 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 a All right, hug it, chug it, put the ball.
I don't think I did an outro. We won't do an outro today. Good night, everybody. Tip your tip your bartenders. It just felt natural with how Ollie uh, Ollie got that segmented here. Feeling my way through the darkness, guided by a beating heart. I can't tell where the journey will end, but I know where to start. They tell me I'm too young to understand. They say I'm caught up in a dream. Life will pass me by if I don't open up my eyes So that's fine by me So wake me up when it's all over